the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God intended for them to be priests to the nations of the world, to represent God and this world, and to tell people about the true and living God and how they can have a relationship and know the true and living God. In the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 we are described as a royal priesthood. We have this same role in the world where we are priests in this world, a royal priesthood, kings and priests. And we're in this world to tell the world how they can know the true and living God through Jesus Christ. Perhaps one of the greatest mistakes we can make as believers is to approach the Old Testament as if it's been outdated by the new. Unfortunately, some will go so far as to suggest that we should only read the New Testament. However, as Pastor Dan discusses in his message today, they actually both play a role in giving us a broader picture of the gospel message. In his study, you'll learn that just as with the priests of the Old Covenant, we too are called to be messengers of the truth to the lost. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Hosea chapter 4 with today's edition of Ring of Truth. He says the nation's going to stumble in the day. Now that's something to stumble in the daytime when you can see everything clearly. And you're still tripping and falling down. You're not even, he's saying to the nation, you're not even going to be able to walk during the daytime. Or, or to put it another way, uh, things that should be easy for you to navigate as a nation. You're not going to be able to navigate them. This is all part of God's judgment. They're going to be falling down in the daytime. This, the nation should be able to handle this. But they're stumbling in the daytime. That's, again, that's God's judgment. Not fire from heaven, but struggling with easy things for the nation. The prophet also shall stumble with you in the night. This would be referring to false prophets that they were looking to. Now, during the nighttime, when it's dark, And he's talking about here when things are truly difficult for the nation, things aren't clear, the way out isn't clear, the people will look to the prophets. They'll look to their leaders to show them the way. They'll look to their leaders to tell them what to do. And the leaders are right there falling down with them. You know what Jesus calls this? The blind leading the blind. Nationally. The nation. It's the blind leading the blind. The blind. And Jesus said, if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a ditch. The nation was in a ditch. Verse 6, verse 6 is such an important verse. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
It's not, it's not because they didn't, we're not talking about like uh, academic knowledge or book knowledge. We're talking about the knowledge of God. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will, will reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. What destroyed the nation of Israel? They rejected knowledge. They rejected the knowledge of God. They rejected the knowledge of his word and his commands. And the word rejected here, it means to despise. They despised the knowledge of God. They despised his word. They despised his commands. It says they have forgotten the law of God. Now, when it says here, that they have forgotten the law of God. It doesn't mean they forgot in the sense of it slipped their mind or they were unable to recall what the law says. The word forgotten here, it means to ignore. To ignore. They ignored the law of God. They knew what it said. They just ignored it. They despised it and so they ignored it. This is what was going on in the nation as it was racing toward destruction. Now, the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament, for the time will come, and I would say the time has come, when people will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Paul says the time is coming in the church when people will not endure sound doctrine. They're not going to tolerate sound doctrine. In the church. And they will reject sound doctrine and will replace it with things that tickle their ears. Things they want to hear. Things that sound good to them. In the prophet Isaiah's day, the people said to Isaiah, don't tell us right things. Tell us smooth things. You know, don't, don't tell us what we need to hear. Tell us what we want to hear. Paul says that's going to happen in the church in the last days. It was happening in the nation where they despised God, they despised his word, and so they they just ignored it. They just forgot about it, forget about his law. We're going to do our own thing. Verse 6 again tells us that because of this, because they've rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. The nation of Israel, God intended for them to be priests to the nations of the world, to represent God in this world and to tell people about the true and living God and how they can have a relationship and know the true and living God. In the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, we are described as a royal priesthood. We have this same role in the world where we are priests in this world, a royal priesthood, kings and priests. And we're in this world to tell the world how they can know the true and living God through Jesus Christ. But he says here, because Israel rejected knowledge, God has rejected them from being his priests. And just, you know, for us, we, we have to know God and know his word to represent him in this world as a royal priesthood. Verse 7, the more they increased, the more they sinned against me. <laughs> and I will change their glory into shame. The, the more they had, the more they sinned. And God says, so I'm, I'm going to change their glory into shame. The things 
that they were glorying in, God will change to shame. And God will do that in a nation. And God will do that in an individual's life. The things we once gloried in, the things we once boasted about, God will use those things to become our shame. And I think about what the Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14, but God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You've got nothing to boast about, nothing to glory in, except the cross of Jesus. That's all that I've got. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. So verse 8, they eat up the sin of my people. Here he's talking, it seems, about the priests. They set their heart on their iniquity, And it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. For they shall eat, look, look at this, they shall eat, but not have enough. They shall commit harlotry, but not increase, because they have ceased obeying the Lord. Sin will leave us unsatisfied. Sin will leave us unfulfilled. Sin will leave us restless and empty. That's why many people will go from one sin to another sin to another sin, or from one thing to the next thing, one relationship to the next relationship, because it leaves them unfulfilled. We were created by God to find our fulfillment in Him, to find our satisfaction in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says you are complete in Him, in Jesus. You're made whole. You're made fulfilled in a relationship with Jesus Christ and nowhere else. And here the nation has turned her back on God and rejected him. And the people are left unfulfilled and unsatisfied. And he tells us it's because they have ceased obeying the Lord. Obedience to God. Listen, obedience to God, it leads to contentment. Contentment that comes from God. And they're disobedient and now they're discontent. Harlotry, wine, and new wine enslave the heart. That's true. Sin enslaves the heart. My people, they ask counsel from their wooden idols. And their staff informs them. When it says their staff informs them, it's not like the people that work for them. It's not that kind of staff. It's their stick. Their walking stick. They're looking to wooden idols for counsel and talking to their walking stick to give them information. For the spirit of harlotry has caused them to stray, and they have played the harlot against God. 
They were seeking counsel and guidance from their wooden idols, from their staff, their stick, their walking stick, instead of seeking counsel from the all-knowing, all-powerful God. It's amazing, isn't it, what people will look to and where people will go for counsel and guidance and, and direction and wisdom instead of going to the Lord and his word for counsel. He's the wonderful counselor, right? Colossians chapter 2 says, In Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All wisdom and knowledge you may ever need is found in Jesus Christ. Why would you look anywhere else? I got to look at this. He's an expert. She's an expert. They have a PhD. (laughs) So what? You've got the Holy Spirit and the Word of God available to you. You know, uh, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. Listen to what God says here. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. They've forsaken God, the fountain of living water. Now, living water is fresh, flowing, clean, refreshing, cold water, which is wonderful when you're in that desert environment. They have forsaken that for cistern water. Now, cistern is just a pit that you would dig in the rock and then fill it with water. And so cistern water was was hot, it was dirty, it was stagnant, it was not refreshing at all. But not only that, it says they've got broken cisterns that can hold no water. (laughs) So no, we don't want this wonderful, delightful living water that will refresh us and is constantly available to us. We've got this broken cistern that leaks. We'd rather drink out of that. And people do that all the time. I don't want to pray. I don't want to search the scriptures for the answer. That'll take too long. I can just call my friend. Talk to them. She's a broken cistern. You've got living water available to you. Now notice in verse 12, God says they have the spirit of harlotry. They have a a, a continual inclination towards spiritual harlotry and idolatry. Verse 13 Uh, They offer sacrifices on the mountaintops and burn incense on the hills. This is where they would practice their idolatry. Under oaks, poplars, and terebinths. Because their shade is good. It's, It's hot and sunny there in the Middle East. And so they would do this under the shade of a tree. Therefore, your daughters commit harlotry and your brides commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they commit harlotry, nor your brides when they commit adultery. For the men themselves go apart with harlots. Everybody's doing this. And offer sacrifices with a ritual harlot. Therefore, people who do not understand will be trampled. Though you, Israel, look at verse 15. Though you, Israel, play the harlot, let not Judah offend. So now he speaks to Judah. I love this. Here he's, he's talking about what is going on in Israel, the northern kingdom. And then suddenly in verse 15, it's like, God turns and faces towards the southern kingdom of Judah, and he says to Judah, you guys don't do this stuff. You guys don't do what Israel's doing. Don't do what the northern kingdom's doing. Don't come up here to Gilgal. Don't don't come up to Beth-Avon. 
nor swear an oath saying, as the Lord lives. Don't do what Israel is doing. Judah, you don't do the same thing. Or in other words, learn from their mistake. Learn from their example. You know, we don't have to personally experience the consequence of sins to know there's a consequence for sin. You don't have to have first-hand knowledge of some sins. You can look at other people that have committed that sin and learn from their example. And you can look and you can say, well, I see how that has messed up their life or messed up their marriage or messed up their family. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't need to, to go through that myself to see how destructive that sin is. I, I can see what it's done to, to that person. And we can learn from their example. You know, when Saul was king over Israel, uh, David served Saul. He played music for Saul to soothe Saul's mind. But while David was serving Saul, David was also learning how not to be a king by watching Saul. Saul was an example to David of what not to do when you're the king over the nation. He learned from Saul's bad example. You know, uh, in Psalm 51, after David sinned with Bathsheba and he repented, he pens Psalm 51, and in Psalm 51, he says, Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Right, you guys know that? It's in an old song that churches used to sing. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. He got that from watching Saul. Because David saw the Lord take the Holy Spirit away from Saul when Saul sinned. And so he, he says in his prayer, please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me the way that you took it away from Saul. Don't do to me what you did to Saul. So he learned from Saul's bad example. So, so we can learn from others what, what not to do. And here God turns to Judah and he says, don't do what Israel's doing. Don't come up here to Israel. Don't copy them. See what's happening to them. Now we know Judah is going to turn to idolatry as well and go down the same path as Israel, as the northern kingdom, about 100 years later. He goes on to say in verse 16, we're almost finished. For Israel is stubborn, like a stubborn calf. Now the Lord will let them forage like a lamb in open country. He says, Israel's stubborn they, they rejected God. They, they rejected his commands. And so God says, oh, okay, have it your way. I'll leave you to yourself. I'll let you forage like a lamb in the open country. Now, let me ask you a question. What happens to a lamb that is left alone in the open country? It becomes dinner for some animal, right? It becomes lamb chops for wild E. coyote is what's going to happen to a lamb, right? That's what will happen to Israel. That's what will happen to Israel. They're going to be wiped out, picked off by the Assyrians. I think one of the most sobering things you find in the Bible, you find it in the New Testament, in the Gospels with Jesus as well, is you know a person can, can resist God and resist God and reject God and reject God and push God away and push God away. And there's a point where God says, okay, if that's what you want. And, and he'll just kind of leave us to ourselves, right? Like a lamb in the open country. Okay, you, you want to go figure it out on your own? You can go figure it out on your own. 
Remember when Jesus goes across the Sea of Galilee to Gadara and he casts the demons out of the man, the demon-possessed man of Gadara, right? And the man, it says he was clothed and seated and in his right mind. That's what Jesus does for a person. But the people of that area, they came to Jesus and they asked him to leave because he ruined their pig business. So they asked him to leave and it says that Jesus got in the boat and he left. That's sobering. And here the people of Israel have just, have just pushed God away to the point that God says, oh, okay, I'll leave you to yourself. I'll let you forage like a lamb in the open country. And so verse 17, Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. Ephraim is another name for the northern kingdom. Ephraim was the largest of the ten tribes that made up the northern kingdom. But here God, God says, just let, let him alone. They want to be left alone, leave him alone. Again, this is part of God's judgment upon the nation. God, God pulls back from that nation. And he leaves them alone. And we, we don't want God to leave us alone as a nation. We don't want God to leave us alone individually. We need the Lord's protection. We need the Lord's provision. We need the Lord to be our good shepherd. But there is this point now that they've reached as a nation where God says, okay, I'll just leave them alone. Verse 18, their drink is rebellion. What's your favorite drink? Rebellion. Can I get you something to drink? How about a glass of rebellion? They commit harlotry just, just continually. Her rulers, they dearly love dishonor. The, the rulers, the politicians, they dearly love dishonor. That means they, they dearly love shameful practices. <laughs> the leaders are corrupt. Again, this is the, they're, on, they're in the fast lane heading towards judgment. Micah 7.3 says the officials and judges take bribes. Listen to this. The, the officials and judges of the nation take bribes. The people with influence, they get what they want. And they twist justice to benefit themselves. Solomon was right. There's nothing new under the sun. Man hasn't changed at all. So the wind has wrapped her up in its wings. There's no turning back now. And they shall be ashamed because of their sacrifices. And we'll stop there and we'll pick it up with chapter 5 next time. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, this chapter. Lord, we, we thank you that for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that you extend salvation to us individually. Uh, Lord, and we know that individuals make up a nation. And uh, Lord, we do pray for our nation, Lord. It's such a, such a wonderful nation. And we just pray, Lord, for a revival in our nation. We pray that you would come down, and that you would intervene, and that you would work in our nation, and that you would turn hearts back to you. Lord, we, we pray for a revival, Lord. We see these things happening. We know that they're, they're spiritual. So, Lord, we, we pray that you would send your spirit. And, 
Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Hosea, and he has more to share with you next time. As you'll learn throughout this book, Hosea was no stranger to the cycle of repentance, redemption, and restoration. In his own family, there was much forgiveness and restoration that was needed. God allowed this to be the case in order to show the nation of Israel what this looked like in a personal way. Even today, God never wants you to stray from Him. But if that does happen, His deepest desire is for you to come back to Him with a repentant heart. Are you currently clinging to God as your lifeline, or are you at a distance questioning Him? If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your faith. In fact, if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. If you'd like more details, visit calvaryec.com. On our next edition, Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Hosea here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am well I know because I know his voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.